0: Hello and welcome to another episode of CryptoCast. I am James Burney, a financial services and fintech partner at GunnerCook. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Ralph Payne,
1: CFO of Copper, a crypto custodian.
0: Hi, Ralph, it's great to have you on.
1: Yeah, good day, James. Um, thank you very much for the invitation. Good to be here.
0: So I think it, it's just worth starting with kind of the, the, the basic question of why is it someone would actually want to use a custodial solution rather than for example downloading their own wallets and and doing self-custody of their own crypto assets where they can have full control over what they've created?
1: Yeah indeed, Um, so self-custody is an okay solution in a limited number of use cases and that's that's really just for um, individuals who want to hold crypto assets themselves and, and are comfortable with holding an, an amount of crypto assets on a USB stick or HSM, maybe. Um, but it starts to become a, a solution that is absolutely not fit for purpose as soon as you're looking at the institutional requirements um, or wherever there's, there's multiple people working on behalf of an institution maybe, um, and you need a more sophisticated solution. The, the the first step in that is a a very normal custodian who is offering crypto custody. Uh, they will take full control of that crypto for an, an ongoing fee, and and then return it to you uh, when 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 you wish. Uh, this is a, a model that's that's okay for buy and hold investors. Um, maybe an individual who wants more comforts they've got perhaps a couple of hundred thousand dollars or more of crypto they may want a third party to look after that for them um or or maybe a a family office for instance who who just wants a an allocation you know to to have some uh, you know allocation to the market and and get price exposure but where it's then if we then move it on further again to institutional players such as um sophisticated hedge funds who are in the, the crypto markets or any kind of brokers that are dealing in, in crypto for, for clients, you, you can't use a custodian that's just going to sit on your crypto and then return it slowly to you know, another, another crypto wallet so that you can trade it. Uh, you, need, you need a much faster and, and also more sophisticated um, custodial solution where it can be traded um, and is is available for you know to to meet your your clients needs while still being in a secure environment.
0: It's interesting how you kind of cross all those reasons up for using a custodian. Um, I think the the flip side of this is kind of looking from the custodian perspective. So. And what would you say would be the main issues to be aware of in, in relation to setting up a, a kind of custodian for crypto assets? Uh,
1: yes, yeah, indeed. So you've, you've got to do your due diligence on your custodian when you're, when you're selecting this, this service partner. Uh, you, you need to look at um, a couple of things, such as if they're within a regulatory environment. Um, you've got to inquire about what security standards they uphold. Um, but in particular, the what, what client service can they actually deliver, that, such as their, their service levels? Can they return crypto or uh, deliver crypto quickly? Because if, they, if their service levels are, say, 24 hours and you will need to take, take custody of it again within a few hours, that's just not going to, to work for you um i do i do emphasize the security points um and we we emphasize this to all all clients and prospective clients that security is such a a unique area in in crypto it's it's something that we take for granted in traditional um financial markets but for custodians and and cryptocurrencies it's a completely uh, it's it's a much more in-depth area and uh, and there's there's various standards that we that we think should be standard in the industry, but aren't actually um, insisted upon as yet. So, for example, copper is ISO twenty seven thousand and one uh, accredited. This we think should be one of the threshold conditions for for custodians. So, um, I do emphasise that that point to your to your listeners.
0: And essentially, how you're you're stressing the security aspects of, of custody and of course I, I completely agree that's kind of fundamental to the entire concept of, of taking custody of crypto assets. One of the things we are seeing though is different custodians are taking different approaches to how they're securing crypto assets. Would it be possible just kind of give a high level uh, overview as to how is that Copper is tackling crypto custody security?
1: Uh, yes, yeah so there's a, there's a couple of standards um, in terms of the technology which are, uh, which are employed. Um, one is to use MPC wallets or wallets which are created through MPC. So this is multi-party computation and this is where a private key is not actually created or, or at any point, at um, no point does a private key come together. Uh, this is where you've got multiple shards of that that private key. and together they can sign a transaction out of a wallet, which is the you know the the inherent aspect of control of the wallet. Um, and and that prevents that 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 aids a lot with with security, but it's it, it's it goes beyond technology. You've got to have the right processes in terms of how you use that technology. Um, to really understand what your type of custody is. So as as an example, a custodian who has full control of your wallet, which, uh, full control of your your, your crypto assets through their own wallet, even if it is secured by MPC, if they have all the shards, they are still in control of that crypto and you are replacing um your your own your own security with with someone else's and therefore you have full counterparty risk against that custodian this this kind of thing that i've mentioned a few times that we don't think about this in traditional but we we really don't in in traditional you you don't think about the risk of the custodian failing in traditional markets but that's because they are securities with an actual name against them crypto assets is a is a bearer instrument so if someone can move that crypto then you've you've lost it forever it's completely immutable on the blockchain Um, and if if a custodian has control then a custodian as a body it would be able to move it so there are risks within the the custodian that you just can't you can't decipher even with as much due diligence as you can actually do, you won't be able to find out uh, what, what potential failures there are within the custodian. So there's, there, are, there are good custody models out there, but none, none um, you know, copper aside, which we can come on to, um, none which give what we would determine to be absolute security.
0: I think it was just just interesting actually just to hear, I know you said that cop has taken a slightly different, but just good just a little bit more about that. And also I just think it'd be useful just for people who haven't come across sharding before, just if you wouldn't mind just putting in sort of idiot terms, um, what it means to shard what we the, the private key, which is kind of the access to the crypto assets.
1: So uh, sharding. Sharding is the the act of um, splitting a a private key into component parts or when you are creating a wallet, it's it's, um, deciphering what the private key is without the private key ever actually having to come together. So you can use a, a methodology such as two out of three. That means that three shards are created per wallet and the two means that's how many shards you need in order to sign a transaction out of that wallet. Uh, you can do other methodologies such as two out of four, three out of five, etc. But but really, two out of three serves all the purposes that you need. So and Copper, Copper employs two out of three, and our unique um, method of of um providing for custody is that we have a shared custody model with our clients so when a client wants to when a client wants to create a wallet in which to store their their crypto assets we will we will shard a wallet with them and that means that the client will retain one shard copper will retain one shard and there will be an independent and trusted third party uh, you know who who signs up to contractual terms uh, with both of us who will hold that third shard. Now that third shard is a fail safe only and it is copper's shard and the client's shard that are used day-to-day business as usual transactions for moving assets out of that wallet. But here's, here's the crux of what it means. Copper holding one shard, one out of three, for all of our clients, it means that we don't have access to their crypto. Copper is an entire firm, all near hundred people of us could come together and try and sign transactions out of a, of a client's uh, wallet, a vault as we call it, and it's impossible. You've got one shard out of three. It's completely impossible to move these assets. It's only with the client's um you know, predetermined instructions through our through our platform, and then the act of them signing as well, which can also be um, split into a different person. So there's there's multiple sign-offs required on the client side. Will Copper actually act and therefore send assets out? Um, the, as I said, the trusted third party just sits there as a fail safe in case um, you know there's an exceptional case of maybe the client shard is unusable or copper shard is unusable um, as a as a backup, but there are a number of backups before we get to that that point.
0: And, and lastly, it was interesting how you described things like you know a, a a particular set of security standards you think most custodians should have, as well as there being unique parts to the way copper operates. I suppose what what do you see as the future of cryptocurrency? Do you think we're going to head towards? All different custodians taking a kind of uniform approach to custody, or do you think there's going to be quite large differentials depending on which custodians people use?
1: I think there will uh, always be different models to this um, because different models suit, suit different use cases. And if someone is happy with a, a custodian having full control over their, over their assets, um, you know, maybe they're backed by a by a large bank. You know, we we should see that in the next within the next year. Then that, that should be something that's available in in the market. Um, for some people who want ultimate security and don't even have to worry about their custodian, then the, the copper solution is one that is really fit for them. Um, g- copper has you know great dialogue with the FCA and a few other regulators around the world. And it's these Points that we're doing our best to to bring to their attention. These are so crypto-specific points that just none of their other, nothing else in their in their repertoire, uh, you know, is, um, is comes close to comes close to these models. So we're we're educating them as to what is possible with digital assets, um, and and we're emphasizing to them that we would like there to be clear disclosures to uh, consumers and investors, anyone who's looking at their services so that they can understand exactly what models the custodian is operating, what their SLAs are, um, and and therefore be able to compare different custodians and service providers very easily. Th- things are just cut through marketing materials. Uh, but in, in in essence, there will there will be a, a broad approach to crypto custody. We just hope it's... Um, that there's it's, it's clear for consumers when they' when they're in the market Thank you Ralph that's been
0: absolutely fascinating I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. If anyone listening wants to reach out to copper, they're available at info at copper.co Ralph thank you for coming up being, for coming up it's been absolutely fascinating
1: yeah, my, my pleasure thanks for the invitation.
0: Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Cook has a market leading blockchain, crypto assets and DeFi team, providing legal advice across the whole of the blockchain ecosystem. Our members have been heavily involved in helping shape the legal and regulatory framework for blockchain and crypto assets from the start, meaning that we have an intuitive understanding of our clients' needs and can provide focused, pragmatic advice at predictable cost. For more information, please visit our website. Thank you again.